because I no, like you, you don't. Only, you only like me because I drink, and it's like you don't like me as a person. No one ever said that. No I one said, said that. Don't take I... five words away from me. We're having okay. a chat right now. We're doing a podcast. Start sober. I'm joking. I'm sorry that I like turned your lives up. Okay, you guys have more <laughs> ass lives. Like I can't help it. It's true. Admit it. I walked into your life and ain't no shit gone back the same, has it? No. I'm not arguing with that point. Definitely. Who took you to New York? You did. Who got you, you turned up in a rich person's mansion? You, you did. did. Hello and welcome back to the Social Distancing Podcast. This is episode nine. And on today's show, Mutahara is not here today. She couldn't make it. But we do have our friends Nabs and Aisha with us. Say hi, guys. Hi. And you've been wanting to come on the podcast for quite a while now. Yeah. Well, thank you for inviting us finally and extending the invitation. I've, I've, I said from the start, I said from the start that you could come on and we could have a nice little talk about all our memories and That's things. That's not what you said five no, minutes ago. No, not at all. That's you said minutes. you ran out of content. Could we jump on and save right. it? Right. right. So, you're, so no. you're here to save no. the podcast is yes. essentially what you're here for. No. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, thank you very much, guys, for coming in and throwing that life-saving thing. Uh, no, it's good. We're good at philanthropy. <laughs> So nice of you guys. Um, I guess first of all, we should go through how we met. Um, we obviously we all met through work. Nabs well, hated me. Yeah, Nabs hated me as well, actually. Well, let's go. Let's go through that bit first, shall we? Let's go through how yeah. Nabs's first impressions are with people, because you know. Wow, straight in there. Yep, Nabs. What did you think of me when you first met me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, no, I was. Ha- was in the kitchen at work with some friends and we were sat around the table and <laughs> one day I just looked over and <laughs> Christian joined the table. He just appeared and I remember looking was over. I even, was I even me. invited in or did I just join no. the table? No, you, you wow. left the same way you came. Was I there? Um, no, you oh. weren't. Well, maybe yeah. you were actually. I can't remember. Nabs doesn't know anymore. It's just all about her. I don't remember anything. All I remember is people were pissed that we sat at that table. <laughs> yeah, it was right by the. So door. what did you what did you think when I turned up to the table, then Nabs? Oh wait. I, I, well, I was not going to make any effort to, to engage in any form of conversation with you. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my, God, I need to stop laughing. But. Um, yeah, I mean, you're quiet. You came to the table. You didn't yeah. introduce yourself. And my first impression was then he was quite harsh, but I don't really know how to say it. But I just you want to say that was a bit of a nerd, didn't you? Bit of a loser. Yeah, you, yeah I just thought there's no point with this one. Just, <laughs> really? I yeah. Thought, you know, I actually now think about seeing you in uh, the HSBC thing. And I didn't think you were a nerd or anything. I just thought you were really like posh and quiet. Posh and quiet. Nice. Because look at his, listen to his voice. You know what I'm saying? Oh, see, this is why I like yeah. having Mutahara on it because then I can be like, yeah, she's, she's got too. a she's got a posher accent than me. And then she's posh mm. too. I just remember being like, 
Oh, hello. My name is Christian. <laughs> I am from Oxfordshire, and I like to eat rabbits. You know what I mean? And I was just like, what? Okay. Okay. Whatever. I'm just like, what? And it was just, it was, yeah, I remember now. But I thought you were nice. I thought I feel you were like, nice. I feel like the, the memories we had, um, it pretty much just started that we knew each other. And then, and then suddenly we were at happy hour at the monument, and it like there was no yeah. there was no middle bit. It was just that's just how it happened, and we were friends. That's so true. Yeah. How did we How did we actually get to monument that day? No, no one knows. We just no, it just happened. Just the monument's the pub, by the way. Yeah, we always used to go to this pub called the Monument, and there was always happy hour, obviously on happy hour after work, and we used to go like two, three times a week. Yeah. No, not that much. No. I feel like at least at least one or two weeks it was like that. We were going through something. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And then we had oh, I think Aisha, we need to talk about quiz night with me and you. Oh no. And then we'll get onto some funny stories about Nabs later because <laughs> Nabs wasn't there for that night. It was it was quite an eventful night. Um it just started off it was just normal quiz night work, I think, and then it just started off just some wine and stuff and then uh and then somehow we got um hold of a brandy bottle and people started going to um uh, going to the pub so we thought yeah let's go along with it but we don't want to let go of this brandy well, bottle do you want to know how we got a hold of the brandy bottle though? I, I wasn't i wasn't even going to go into those details <laughs> <laughs> no because it's like realistically right someone brings in a really nice quality brandy i don't even drink brandy but no one was drinking it. The seal was still on. No one was drinking it. Yep. And Chris and I kind of looked at each other because we already had a few wines down. And we were like, if no one is going to take this, we're going to take it. Because they were going to throw remember, it away as well. Yeah, they were going to throw it away. And so we saved the bottle and we grabbed the lemonade. Do you remember the lemonade? And we put it in my bag. No, we didn't grab the lemonade. Yeah, no, we did. We we, no, lemonade. no, we just stole the bottle. <gasps> And then, and then when we got to, when we got to the monument, we both as like, we were both drunk anyway. And we tried to put on our sober faces and be like, excuse me, can we have two pints of lemonade, please? Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) And then you were, and then you were under the table, got your brandy out and got the bag out and was just like, try and sneakily like look around and be like, okay, no one's watching. And then just poured this brandy into, and this was like, what, a three quarters of a brandy? bottle left we drank the whole thing chris within we just those two pints of lemonade just between really? the just no, those yes, two actually, pints we didn't get any more pints oh of lemonade God, it was only one oh. so it was three quarters yeah. of bottle in two pints of lemonade oh see my what you God. make me do i hang out with this guy and he's a complete bad influence on me and i remember when yeah we were drinking wine i forgot about the wine that was that was a pretty drunken night yeah I think we have to put the disclaimer that, um, you know, we've got all these stories here, but that we are all very serious people as well and very professional yeah. people. You know, we have different sides. Um, yeah. And then we we've got the uh, comedy night that we went to. I'm sure Nabs would like to tell us about that. It was a super Muslim comedy tour. And my friend, I've got two friends that were a part of it. One of them was the organiser and one of them was the comedian which is Gus Khan. But um, back then, I don't, no one, Aisha, you came along as well, and Christian, and that's the first time you met my sister. Yeah. Shout out to Hannah. And um, yeah, so then what happened? 
we went before we went to the comedy show, which was the stupid Muslim comedy show. Uh, Christian was coming along, and I remember winding Christian up, but I was sort of semi-serious, I suppose, saying that because he's a Christian. Well, no, you're not. <laughs> no, because I'm called Christian. No, because you're called Christian and you're going to a Muslim show around, going to be surrounded by Muslim people. I'm going to see if Gus can do something. He might wind you up, you know. I'm, I'm, I was saying, let's get to the the front. But when we got in, we were actually like mid midway, sort of towards the back. Yeah. So then halfway through, I don't know, do you want to say the next bit? Because uh, I think you're better explaining than myself. Well, yeah, no. Um, you you kept on saying at the start that like, oh, you're gonna, you're probably gonna be like the only white person there, white guy there, and that like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try my hardest to like get them to like try and talk to you in the audience and stuff like that. And then, as you said, we were in the middle, and then you got the organizers to get us right to the front row. And as I, I didn't think you were that serious, but I was the only like white guy there. And then uh, you get Guz to. How did it feel? Yeah, it felt it felt all right felt right and then like Gus started talking to me and stuff and then um yeah I don't really remember it that much just that well no I mean he was asking me some questions and then he goes well who's that next to you and the delight that I had (laughs) saying this is my mate Christian it was just saw the twinkle in his eyes and he was ready for the attack and that came along and you were the laughing stock of the evening I wasn't the laughing stock they were actually. Were, come on. I wasn't laughing. Not like they were laughing at me or anything. You were the punchline. You were the punchline. Yeah, yeah, but they were not. It wasn't like laughing at me or anything. I don't think. No. Or was it? That's what you think. <laughs> I think it was like a bit of both. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was. It was really nice at the end, though. You know, like he said, like we're all obviously like all here together, show diversity, and we've all got to be there for each other, no matter what. Which was really nice. He's like, we got your back, and then everyone was like, woo. Which is really cool. I think you found yourself that day. Yeah. yeah. You found yourself that from then on. I don't think you've been the same since. You're like, yep, I'm Christian. No. Do you remember? Yeah, I was called like. Yeah, the haircut as well. The haircut. The haircut. That was the icing on the cake. I think. So that, I don't even. Show... Right. I got a haircut one day, and I come in, and I thought like <laughs> it was pretty normal. I thought it was just like pretty normal haircut, and I was like, oh, you got a haircut. And then, like, the whole way throughout the day, you're like, nah, you've changed. You've changed. Like, you've got this haircut, and now you're a different person. You think you're all it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, God, I remember talking to I remember talking to Aisha about it, and we were genuinely really serious. <laughs> He's changed. <laughs> I mean, you in with Justin Bieber hair, you came out with this whole different haircut. And you know when you can tell someone is feeling themselves? Chris was feeling himself hardcore. Like it's like you know that um BG song um staying alive. It's like he had that playing in the back as he was just like strutting down the office floor, just like hello, look at me. I got new hair. I'm not that quiet guy at the lunch table anymore. Notice me. (laughs) So then uh we went to Chicago to visit you, Aisha, and we had some great memories on that trip. We um we went on a road trip, so we visited Aisha in uh, Chicago for a few days. Then we drove to Niagara Falls. Then we yeah we went through all of those states and then went to New York. And uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty damn good time. 
We were in New York for Thanksgiving, which was a great. I don't. How do we? How how do we even start the Thanksgiving thing? <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> and Christian, I will not not forget how. I think you you came. Uh, what's it called? You messaged us saying, "What do you guys want from Starbucks?" And it was the oh, sweetest message I've ever had from you. Me. And I was like, he's thinking of our, like, everything you thought of us in that moment. I I just, I don't, like, it was that much, it affected me that much. I should have, I should have um, brought that up for our argument that we're going to talk about in a bit. (laughs) Because that probably would have been good ammunition at the end of the night. But I'm sure we'll get to that point. Um, So, yeah, Thanksgiving, we started just lazily. And then we got invited to, uh, do you want to say, I I feel like you're doing more justice, Nisha. Uh, I'll try. <laughs> um, we got um, so my aunt Marjorie. <clears throat> she has one of her longtime friends, Gloria. They go to this Thanksgiving party every year, and apparently, or not, they actually don't go every year, but they know this family that throw it every year. And apparently, it was you know, it's it's really fun. Like, um, it's in the middle of Manhattan. It's really nice. It's really cool. And so we were like, and they thought of us like, oh, young people in the city, friends coming over from the UK. It's perfect. So we went to this party. And before we can even go into the building, of course, my aunt and Gloria are late. <laughs> so we're like waiting out in the cold with the security guards like looking at us like out in front of this like nice ass building. Like we look suspicious as heck. It was it was on Broadway. So we're like, we don't even know what we're expecting yet, but Exactly. So we're like waiting outside. Then finally my aunt and Gloria come and then you meet Gloria for the first time, who is a character. <laughs> And then we go upstairs and we go into this really nice apartment, like really nice apartment in New York. It was one of those entrances that you see in the movies where you take the lift up and your front door, it just takes you straight to the front door. Like it is like the lift door is the front door. It's right there. And I think apartment doesn't really do it justice, does it? It was it was pretty much a mansion. And um, so, you know, we, we got settled there and you guys can help me with this next part because it was like, unreal the amount of wine that was just free falling around this place this was a very like family event there were families everywhere there were kids running around they were doing face painting and stuff and we were like where the hell are we there's like there's schedules on the on the walls where they've been written out in like crayon or something saying exactly what's going on at each time and we're all there like uh but like everyone was really like being hospitable and stuff you know they'd like had like Places to put our shoes and stuff, and then I know our jackets and jackets, and, yeah. and they were so nice. Like the people that own that house and that whole family, they're like lovely people. I mean, we're strangers coming into their home, but they had so many people there. And then we go upstairs, and it's like this that like we go upstairs in this whole this whole section that overlooks the living room. And so we find our spot, which is we have the, we take over basically this whole table. And um, the wine. I'm telling you, when I tell you, there was so much wine that kept flowing and flowing. And then all these different types of hors d'oeuvres and like all these types of, they had Fiji water by the bottle. Like it was unreal. And they just like kept on coming out and all this food as well. There was food food everywhere, obviously like all free or anything. They haven't asked anything for us. And they were just like, yeah, go get some food. It's like, take anything you want. And it's just everything everywhere. All fancy stuff. The house was so big that they had waiting. They'd hired staff to wait on people. So things came out in stages. As soon as wine was, I mean, it never looked low to me, but 
they were always restocking that water, food, everything. The thing is, though, they were restocking like all the wine and stuff, and we say there was so much wine, but I'm pretty sure we were like the only real people that were getting quite drunk. Wasted. <laughs> like we started at what, like two-ish, wasn't it? Like yeah, we started really and early, and we yeah. we just kept on getting all the wine, and then we there there was a point where there wasn't any wine left. And we were just like, oh, don't worry about it. And Gloria just steps up. Oh, no, no, don't worry. I'll go find you some wine. It's fine. <laughs> and she comes back with, like, bottles of champagne. <laughs> and she's like, I dug for them. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> and we're all just there, like, was... chanting Gloria. Just like, woo! Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. We were like, Gloria, Gloria. Yeah. <laughs> and she, oh. she was loving it. But then... um just after that uh some we kept seeing someone going around with a paper and a pen saying that they were taking down requests for karaoke oh yes and at this point everyone was pretty damn drunk this was our time to shine (laughs) our our people were drunk yeah we were just we weren't even just normal confident we were just like we're gonna make this (laughs) We're going to blow them up. We're in New York. It's Thanksgiving. We're in a mansion on Broadway. We're drinking champagne. We got this. Like, we're at the peak of our lives. Come on, let's do this. Here we come, confident as fuck, thinking that we have Whitney Houston voices. (laughs) We just rock up. We're, like, clicking our fingers. Like, yes, we got this. Hello. Hello. Everyone's, like, clapping for us. We're, like, hello. What's up? What's up? We hyped it up, though. We hyped ourselves up to everyone. (laughs) We were telling them, like, we're, like, so good. We're going to do this. Like, and it was, like, you know, it was, like, group of us, right? And we were just hyping each other up. Like, we're going to be the best performance of the night. And everyone, people were coming up to, like, we can't wait to see you perform. We can't wait. We can't wait. And then they finally call our name and they were like, Tina Turner grew like, and we're like, woo, right? We're like down there, we're waiting. We get up there and the only act of the night where the audio doesn't work is us, (laughs) our act. We didn't even have any backtrack to anything that we were going to be doing. We just had to do it all like acapella style. We had Um, to clap. Yep, like clicking along as well. I'm pretty sure we smashed it. I think oh, we smashed uh, it. You, did you ever see the video? That, I don't think um, I did. No. Oh, don't do it to yourself. No. Um, I like to believe that we smashed it. I would like to believe that we were actually, actually, absolutely just you know amazed what? I'm everyone. I'm going to leave you with that memory. Like, yeah. you can have, we did not. I, I we did not. Because I remember looking at their faces like, oh. <laughs> they were literally so disappointed. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, pretty much, I'm pretty sure I had new haircut energy then as well just walking in new bit of new haircut energy but yeah anyway then we then we finished then we finished the karaoke and we went back upstairs had a bit more to drink and then we were just you know just like chilling out having some drink getting a bit more uh drunk so they started coming around these people and we're like oh hey does anyone want to go play baseball and we're like it's like eight o'clock what are you talking about baseball and we're, we're in the middle of the city and they're like oh no we've got some like um batting cages downstairs in the basement and we're thinking, oh, this is probably going to be some, like, you know, just, like, a small thing that they've just got down there. So we're, like, drunk as hell. We're like, yeah, sure, we'll go down. And Nabs and I are both really confident. We go down with all these, like, kids that want to do it as well. <laughs> and we get down there. And it's, like, a full-on proper, like, batting cage where, like, there must be a club there or something that trained there. So we had to get the helmet on and everything. And then we just, yeah, got batting some balls. That was great fun. 
and that's where I broke my thumb. Yeah, oh, but yes. you didn't realize at the time, did you? No, I was too. Oh, I was. I was smacking the crap out of it. <laughs> like, like I've got this. See, I definitely had new haircut energy then as well. So I kept on doing it, and they were like, "How are you sure that you've never done it before? Are you sure you've never like hit baseball before?" And I'm like, "Nope, it's my first time." Like, don't worry, Jeb's just me. I was feeling so confident. How's that trumpet? Huh? How's your trumpet? Yeah, it's doing pretty good. <laughs> well, I mean, it was an eventful journey home to uh, bits that we can remember. We've tried piecing together, but uh, I think there was a dance at some point. There was hot dogs involved as well at some point. Oh, yeah, hot dogs um, running around and... I don't know how we even got in the cab, but we got in a cab home and we still had the bottle of wine with us. It was a huge bottle of wine, which was open. Yeah. Oh no, we need to, we need to talk about how, when we were leaving, um, Gloria was going around making sure that we stocked up on everything. Yeah. (laughs) Like people were, they were like, oh no, it's fine. Don't worry. They want you to take stuff because they don't drink it anyway. They want you to take stuff. So we're just like sat there and Gloria's running around this whole like mansion bit trying to find all loads of stuff for us to take and then asking people have you got a bag have you got a bag we can put all this in but 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 my memory from that is we had this bag this go bag and we had fiji water in it starbucks tupperware full of food and this guy bless him but i think he thought it was just a free-for-all at that point he was like yep i'm gonna you know this must be just going and then he um he was taking out all of our drinks he took our drinks he took our um, Tupperware boxes, the whole lot. And I was just Terrible. watching it and I was like, I can't be like, can you not take it because that's ours? Because it wasn't technically ours, but that was quite a sad moment for me too. So that added to my concoction of emotions that night because I lost my food and my drink. Don't you hate and it when you, uh, when you steal from people and then someone else steals from the stuff you've stolen? Yeah. It's just the worst. Yeah, was, I couldn't even react. So I just had to hold it in until later. And then what happened later? We got back to the hotel and I don't even know how it started, but I was like, right, I'm going to let you know <laughs> what you've been oh, annoying me. Yeah. And I don't care, but you're going to sit and listen. So I went on now for about half an hour. I, 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 I was just, honestly, I couldn't even tell you right now what I was saying. And Christian, I'm definitely not going to ask you to repeat anything back because clearly I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> you were listening. You, you were just trying too hard not to fall asleep. And that was annoying me even more. I was like, the rudeness of this. And then, um, yeah, I finished. And then I was waiting for you to say something. And this, it was just the most unsatisfying response i've ever had from any argument i've had in my entire life which was okay sorry and and then he passed out and i just and 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 i can't tell you i couldn't be angry at you i couldn't even i i was just like but but he hasn't given anything back so i can't like say anything or do anything and um yeah i should have pushed you off the bed when i had the chance yeah i didn't even say um Oh, yeah, I didn't even say anything during that half an hour time you were having to go at me. I was just like not like nodding along. Okay, I'm sorry. I, f- I felt like you were just counting your blinks, like one, two, three. <laughs> like I honestly can't. I can't remember. I can't remember. I'm sorry. 
Again. I think it's like a male instinct to just not say anything. Just I don't, don't talk. No, I think it's just I'm not a very confrontational person, so I'll just be like, okay, just listening along. Oh, sorry, didn't realize. Yeah, note to yourself, never have an argument or to anyone out there with Christian because you're not going to get anything. Nothing. You might as well talk to a brick wall. We were fine afterwards. <laughs> I apologized. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's how our friendship is. We worked, we got up, we went on a, what was it, on a little tour on the ferry boat. This is the last day we have in New York to do so. Oh, you were pissed. You I was pissed. pissed. I was pissed because it was Black Friday, and I'm like, okay, you can still you can still get stuff, you know, like when you're at home or like online. Like, but this is the only day we've got to explore New York. And they're like, okay, yeah, fine, we'll just do a little bit of shopping. We're in that like um, shopping complex thing for hours while you were just in this like you were all in this makeup shop, and I'm just walking around going through the Sephora. same shops. Can we see that? Yep, yeah, Sephora. We were going. I was going around the same shops like four times. And then, luckily, we got onto this ferry and we saw, like, everything we wanted to see. So, it's fine. But got to go back when it's not Black Friday, I think. Sorry. <laughs> it was just, there was so many good deals. There were so many uh, good deals. And then, Nabs and I, we continued and we went to Mac. Remember that whole thing? Yeah, uh, so, we're on, this, you know, we're on this ferry and you guys have got all these bags, like, holding on to them while this wind is, like, smashing us against the doors and stuff. But do you remember yeah. what happened at Mac, though? How me and you were not leaving until the coupon got um, applied to the stuff. Because yeah. the coupon wasn't working. And we were about to get all this stuff, like, half price. And, all like, we made him call the corporate. Like, we were not leaving until we got our lipstick. So this is why we yeah. spent so long in the shopping thing. Because you, you were... We did tell you. Yeah. You had the it whole coupons thing. Do you want us it's... to lose money or save money? Uh, you could save money by not going shopping in the first place. No, that's not possible. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not how Listen, it works. Listen, yeah, we told you. <laughs> Listen, we yeah. We told you. Listen, yeah. Oh, I, what? You're going against me now, too? No, I was. it was at him. We were a team there. This is how much we trade. Like, we just... There's never a side. Like, we've got no, some... I think this is why it works all the time, because we're just, like, we'll gang up on each other, but we'll just swap sides all the time. Like, whenever we used to do lunch, I always used to be like, why is it always me? Yeah, you guys always have to pick on me. All the time they used to say some shit. All the time they had some shit to say. Well, keep that same energy, you know? Keep the same And then then me and Nabs would gang up on Chris. Um, and then Chris and I, yeah, would gang up. I think actually Nabs, Nabs gets it the easiest. It well, no, but I think she got it less than we did. Yeah, no. We she... never really ganged up as much on her. Only when we repeat her phrases. But Listen, used yeah. To come at me and Nabs and I would come at you. So Nabs is the little like the wind up. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Maybe we need to make a form of pact after this. Yeah, maybe. But this is it. Like we always say that Christian, like we make our own entertainment. We are the most entertaining people to ourselves. We always say, like, who is the Nabs, who is the funniest person you know? Me. Yeah, obviously. And the funniest person I know is myself as well. There you go. Aisha, who's the funniest person you know? Miss Pat. She's a comedian. Oh. Right, next. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're just really big-headed now. Yeah, I think so. Maybe it's a yeah. Pisces thing. Maybe. Oh, yeah, another thing. Nabs and I are born on the same day. Not the same day, but years apart. 3rd of March. Wait. 
Right, easy with the yes. But we shared the same <laughs> birthday. I'm pretty sure I call, I, shout, I gave you a shout out before. Shared birthdays together. I it's never just, got a shout out. Well, we don't share birthdays together. But mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe you should try and legally change your birthday to our day. No, yeah. I'm good. Oh, fine. Yeah. How was your birthday, Aisha? Drunk. How many drunk I Zoom calls today. did you have? Yeah, I saw oh that. Oh my god, I got her card. Hi, Chris. I saw that on your Insta. I don't know. It was really fun, though. It was like, you know, what? It, it was a quarantine birthday. Like, I've literally never had to do that in my life. I And I had one of the best days. It's so weird. It was just like the way it was just flowed and everything. It was so fun. Um, but I got Nabs's card after a whole month. Literally a whole month. Um, it came today. So shout out to Nabs, Chris. Didn't get your card, but I'm assuming it's still in the post. So I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You know yeah, what? I was there. thinking about writing Christian's name on it, but I was like, nah. No. Remember that sure. time you just said, okay, sorry, and fell asleep. <laughs> I was like, nah. <laughs> it all comes back to bite us. But when you come back here, you know, we'll give you an extra special monument treat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it did make you smile, so... So no. wouldn't you like that, an extra special monument treat? No, I'd rather have... Why don't you just give me the money you'd spend on me? Wow, we could two have quiz. we could have shared memories. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll PayPal you some, like, All two pounds. five pounds. Uh, so quarantine birthday. Normal? It's so weird now, because been, we've been so long now in quarantine. And 2020 just seems to be getting worse and worse with everything. Um, you went to the, um, process the other day in Chicago. Aisha, how was that? I did, yeah. So I went to the, um, Black Lives Matter protest and it was really good. It was really, really good. I went on the, that weekend of the week when they announced the killing of George Floyd, like when everyone saw the video and everything. And, um, you know, one thing that really kind of pissed me off about the whole thing was the... The, what the media picked up from that protest. Oh, you know? yeah. The media has just kind of ruined everything with it. It ruined everything. So, you know, it was extremely peaceful. It was very diverse. But Chicago is quite diverse in that way. Yeah. Um, everyone came together, different, different races, sexes, religions, you name it. And it was really good. It was honestly one of the most, like, profound things I think I've done ever. Maybe yeah. in a while, like, but it's definitely one of the top... And, um, you know, it was just a shame when I woke up the next day and I saw all the hate, you know? Yeah, that's the same like here. Like, you, I've, I live, like, pretty much 100 meters away from the U.S. Embassy in London. And walking around and stuff, I've seen lots of the different things. Um, seen on lots of, like, Instagram and stuff. You see all these really peaceful things with, like, it's really nice to see all the, um, you know, cardboard signs and stuff. Um, and then you just look in, in the newspaper the next day even though you've seen, it's like right there, you can see it, it's going on. Like your friends have been there and you can see it on Instagram stories and everything. And then suddenly it's like a completely different story. And you're like, but I was there. Like I saw this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a shame. It's a real shame that that's how it's going around. But I think that, you know, this is one of the biggest movements that we've ever had in our lifetime, ever. And and I've even heard people who are in their 60s, 70s, who are around in the civil rights movement. And I'm talking about from an American perspective who were around in the civil rights movement, who even say in their lifetime. That's how big this movement is because it went super, super global. And 
um, you know, I think it's the power of social media clearly uh, reporting on all these instances. So I think that it's, it was just interesting to see how it's unfolded o- over the last two weeks and even the different shift in the media, you know, now they're like, oh, we got to take down all these police or like, oh, the peaceful protests. Now they're highlighting all the peaceful stuff. But it was just funny to me how they jumped on this sort of, there's all these looting and violence. There's no peacefulness. But it's like, hold on, you gotta take a step back, I think, as journalists and really look at why are they doing this? You know, why are, why is, why are these events unfolding like this? And it's a shame that they, they missed the mark. And I went on an angry email rant to all these news people. I was coming for them coming for them. I always say that I went to bed as MLK. It was peaceful. Protests were good. But I woke up as Malcolm X. <laughs> That's what I said. But it's been do- it's, it's been doing good, isn't it? Because you've got in contact with a few different people. Yeah. I I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, wow, they took, like, you know, you know when you're angry and in the moment you write things and it's not, in- you know, it's, it's not grammatically correct and all this stuff. You're, you're feeding off emotion. And they took me seriously. <laughs> and that's great. You know, it's great. So that's, you know, that was, yeah, that was a really positive outcome. And I went to do one in um, Chelmsford, which was um, really, I think I was just surprised with the amount of people that showed up for the one in Chelmsford because in a lot of the speeches that were done at the one that I was in, um, you just heard the amount of racism that's really apparent in Chelmsford and how people have really struggled moving here and, you know, just stopped themselves from going out to bars and restaurants just because of the amount of racial abuse they get. So seeing so many people out was just so, like, what is the word when it's really rest- restored my faith? It restored my faith in humanity that day. Um, there was a bit of a clash as well, um, but that I think we just expected that to happen, but no one got hurt and the message of the day was Black Lives Matter and, you know, that was just really, it felt like we were doing something right, you know. That's the thing, That's with with like the media and stuff, you, you see that like all of these things are not perfect, like, you know, when you say like there's peaceful protests and then there's a little bit of like, you know, riots and looting and stuff. Um, and then it's those imperfections that they focus on. Um, but then when you say about like the civil right, bigger civil rights movements of so many generations, and that's also because, you know, like you said, social media. Um, and I've noticed a big difference across different social media platforms as well. So like Instagram is constant. Like it's, mo- it's like 80% every single person's thing on my feed. And then I don't know if it's the same for you, but I see like bits of it on Facebook, but not as much. Uh, I think that's maybe because it's like a younger audience, maybe. Um, or maybe just people are more active on Instagram. Yeah, I think it's, I, I, I get what you mean, because I think it's people more active on Instagram. But I think for me, like the posts that I see on Facebook are from a lot of older generations. And um, they're posting more like their experiences or... Um, videos that they came across or something like that and I feel like on Instagram it's more informative you know it's more like this is what uh Black Lives Matter actually means why it's not called All Lives Matter or 
um, let's talk about Juneteenth or let's talk about um, police brutality or defunding the police and what that actually means. Like, I think it's just more informative. And also I think on Instagram, uh, you can catch things very quickly than you can on Facebook. So you can do like a quick Snapchat story. Do you get what I mean? If someone's getting arrested unlawfully. Did you see the other day? This this is what, this is why I get really, I need to click off social media sometimes. But like there was a police holding up a gun to five underage children. That's ridiculous. Five under, for no reason. Oh no reason. And they were literally between the ages of 13 and 15 just for walking in a neighborhood, like a predominantly white neighborhood, the cop got triggered. So it's like, we wouldn't have known that if someone didn't hurry up and take a quick snap story and sort of like record it, because that's a shame that we even have to do this to prove our points anyways. Yeah. But it's like, and you know, but it, it's something that unfortunately we need to do these days is when you're, you know, this. What you, what you said about Instagram being the informative place is really interesting because when you look on Facebook, it seems to kind of incite the same kind of controversy that the media does. So like I know in the UK here, we've been talking a lot about like statues um, and then there's a different things about like, are you editing history? Are you censoring it? Or are you just trying to show more history that people aren't aware of? Because, you know, there's so much history that went on with the different statues that are going on and all those people that I didn't know of. Um, and they're focusing on that and like TV shows being removed and censored now. So they're focusing on stuff like that, which really isn't like part of like a big part of the movement anyway. It's like diverting it to cause arguments and controversy there when it's really not a big part of it um, in comparison to other things. I think it could be considered a part of it in a way because it's like, you know, these slave masters are being basically worshipped by having a statue here. And they're, they're trying to say, like, you know, um, history and stuff and whatever. But it is, a, is a, it is an emotional thing to look at. Yeah, you I meant more like um, the ones, like, off of that. So, like, obviously the Colston one is um, definitely, like, you know, very good what happened and stuff. And, it, and loads of people actually learned a lot of the history from it that they didn't know anyway. Um, and that should be taught in, in schools and stuff like that, you know. We're, we're taught a lot of, like, the glorification of our history. Um, and in terms of slaves, like, um, I, even, I, I did up to A-level history and I only knew about America's history. You know, not the rest of the world and what actually happened. So it's a good job that hopefully this incites some questions into um, educational curriculums and showing all aspects of history. Because that's what they really want, don't they? They, they? No one really wants to censor the history or say, like, we're taking these statues down because we don't want to remember it. It's like, we do want to remember it, but we want to remember all sides of it and not just the glorification of it. And also, I think that the conversation needs to... I think there was some I saw on, actually, Twitter. Okay, I've been using Twitter a lot lately. I never use Twitter. I have, like, all of four followers. And people are just, like, saying they make a good point by saying, you know, we can take the statues down. That's, that's one thing, but we got to talk about why it's up there. Like, why were they up yeah. there for so long? We need to talk about the history of it. And I do think, I do wonder what it will be like for the, the younger generations who are starting school and what they're going to learn in history, if they're going to change the books. Cause like you, Christian, I also didn't know about more than half the stuff I know now, you know, yeah, what I mean? definitely. barely even a dent of what I know now. And it's, and it's really a shame when you look at, when you think about the time you were in high school or middle school or, or primary school or secondary school, 
you think about the history that you learned, right? And it's nothing. It doesn't even rub the surface. And it's a shame. It's a real shame because I feel like a lot of kids are getting um, are not having the privilege to learn this stuff. And then they find out about these Black Lives Matter movements, which my little cousin is in school. And he was telling that he's learned more from following this movement about Black history than he did in school. Because in America, they limit it to one month, which is February. Yeah. And learning about Black history in one month out of the whole year, maybe even one year of school, like American history class, like one semester, it's not going to do it. It needs to be throughout the whole curriculum. We need to be learning about a lot of this stuff throughout the whole curriculum. Surely it needs to be integrated into it. It's not just because at the moment you're treating it as a separate thing. Whereas it's it's part of the whole country's past. It's not like a separate thing to America. It's part of the whole thing. So don't just like put it to one side and be like, okay, we'll deal with that just to tick the box. Like we need to put all sides in it. Yeah, I remember I didn't even learn about it until I hit high school. I mean, I'm I'm a bit of a different case because my mom, so I learned a lot of it from my family. But when I'm, you know, academically, I didn't learn a lot about the civil rights movement and black history until I went to high school. It was like sophomore year. It was like we had an uh, like a oh, like an intro to American history, something like that sort of class. And the only time we focused on Black history was during Black History Month. But we didn't even now that I think about it, we didn't even focus on it throughout the time. It was like oh, this is the kickoff to Black History Week within the month of February. So how much can you learn in a week? You know, it's it's a there's a lot we need. There's a lot that needs to change. And I and I hope that I hope that it's done. You know, the change since I've been in school, but. You know, it's just the reality of what we're in. So I think that that's why also people are are angry. People are angry. And it, it is, it's blown up more than police brutality. You know, it's like a whole different issue now. Yeah, but I feel like that's where it's got to hit because if, it, if you hit it fundamentally at like at people getting educated on that kind of stuff, then hopefully, you know, hitting them from the ground up, then it's going to go throughout their whole lives and then they're going to realize because you know if you don't know all of this stuff about the different histories different like multiculturalism and like people's different cultures diversity backgrounds then when this kind of stuff goes on you're like well like uh, as a white person you're like oh, well what's what's the problem because <laughs> you don't know other people's situations and then which means you can be very subconsciously ignorant to the situation and that's why like me myself i've just been looking on instagram looking at a lot of things that i can try and learn myself because Obviously, I have a lot of privilege. Yeah. And like, this is the thing as well, like, with everything that's going on right now, people just need to take it upon themselves to, if you don't understand it, try and understand, try and educate yourself, try and talk to your friends who do yeah. know more about yeah. it. It's in conversations just like this where we learn from each other. Yeah. You know, I, I can say that when I was at school, we didn't even have, uh, you know, a whole month dedicated to learning about black American history. We didn't have any of that. We had maybe like a week, but you know, I learned a lot of it. Siri's interrupting again. Siri's woke. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Um, but yeah, I didn't have any of that when I was at um, school. And yeah, we had if maybe just a week of learning about black American history. Is that, am I saying that right? Black history. Yeah. 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 And um, well, I mean, it's it, it's interesting because I'm like, did you not learn about the Black UK history? No, exactly. No, no we didn't. I didn't learn. 
like you know and that, that's a that's an issue because you you know you think about like the the Windrush scandal and all of that stuff it's like no one knew what it was about even I'm like still trying to research what it's about yeah, because same. it's something that what we didn't even have the acknowledgement to know and it's and 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 you know I have to say that this movement and what is going on is new for a lot of black Americans especially my age so we're learning how to like We've always been in these situations of racial discrimination, right? But we've always had to suppress it. And it's always one of those things we're either numb to, God, I've been in so many situations where I brush it off my shoulder or I just, I remember my parents used to be like, have your ID on you. If something happens, just keep walking straight. Don't, in, you know, don't engage. And it's been in many situations, but it's now coming to light of all these serious things that are happening in the black community that I think for black Americans, we're also trying to learn how to take it in. So we're learning how to voice our opinions without trying to be uh, belittling someone else that isn't of the black community. We're learning how to even um, articulate our feelings in ourselves, which is something that I've been learning. Gosh, I mean, I've messed that up so many times in the last few weeks without knowing it you know, without knowing the repercussions of another person's feelings, because I'm trying to still figure out my feelings towards everything. And that might be selfish. It might be selfish. And, you know, but it's something that everyone is sort of learning together. And I think it's more important than ever that especially white voices say something because you are the dominant race. Let's be honest, right? And I think what happened here in America is this time watching George Floyd's death, happen in front of you is so different than any of the other police brutality videos where we may have caught the last second of what actually happened. So the person might already be dead on the floor, but we knew that he got shot. However, in this situation, we're literally watching this guy from the time he got out the car, whatever, had the peaceful moment sitting at the wall, listening to the police, to being on the ground and dying in your face, yelling all these things that we probably would be yelling too. No matter what color you are, mom, or I can't breathe, help me. And then another police officer sort of antagonizing the crowd. So it's like a whole bunch of different emotions that I think hit so many people, especially white people this time around, where white people started to get their voices sort of heard and out there. You know, they started to be like, this is really up, where it sort of amplified the black voices. Do you know what I mean? And that's my opinion. And 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 maybe it's wrong and I'm still learning as well, but I think if it, white people really need to continue this momentum more than ever. And, and that could just be down to like having these small conversations in your circle to people that I wouldn't be able to touch or yeah, people definitely. that other, that wouldn't even be listening to an Angela Davis, you know, or a Martin Luther Jr. King speech. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So it's just really interesting to see this moment in history. We're living in history. Yeah. You know, we're going to tell our grandkids oh shit, 2020 was a fucked up year. Let me tell you why. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely still learning a lot myself um, mm. and then trying to f- figure out like my own like, you know, past and stuff to see um, how I reflected on things. And mm. yeah, it's definitely the, the, the importance of these small conversations with like friends and family to just kind of, because mm. in the end, all, all, the, all the movement's asking for is just like a fairness and equality to all. It's like fair treatment and, and like, obviously everyone wants that so it's not and then so you've just got to kind of look at the the things that a media are putting that's like controversial 
you know, um, the way different people see stuff um, and just be like, try and keep an open mind to it and kind of pick different bits as they are. Because there's so much stuff out there. You know, like, I think about how my social media looks and how I gain information every day versus how, like, someone else of an older generation looks, like, with with friends that have different political beliefs and stuff like that. And those news feeds and stuff, they're tailored to that. So they will tailor it to show you what you want to show, what you want to see, or what's controversial for you. And so you've just got to kind of think, okay, this is what it is. So, like... There's been so many things that I've seen that friends and family share that I've been like, well, that doesn't sound a bit right. So I've gone online and looked and that's the annoying thing now. You have to fact check everything. You can't trust it. So I've looked at different things and been like, oh, well, you know, that actually wasn't the case. Someone's actually just trying to use part of that story to then gain like likes and shares on on Facebook. Um, but yeah, in the end, it's just fairness and quality to all. No matter like what race, religion or, you know, whatever you are. And that's what we've got to focus on. Mm. And I think uh, one of one thing that's really touched me and made me really think about things as well is um, when I think Will Smith put out a, a quote that like racism isn't getting worse, it's actually getting filmed. So yeah. that's just it. Like it's not, you know, it's not going away. It's, it's not just reappeared with coronavirus. It's or just with everything else that's going bad this year. But um... I mean, if if it's any positives we can get out of it, I mean, like you said, it's highlighting it. So it was already there, you know, 2019 it was there, 2018 it was there, all the other years it was there. So 2020 might be shit, but we're, you know, we're getting the shit out of there. And we're trying to change it, yeah. I think I said it to, I think I said it to a friend the other day where it was like, um, we just need a marriage, we just need like a relationship counsellor for the world, <laughs> where like we're just two people fighting and we've had such little fights all now and then 2020 is a time where we've actually just thought like, oh fuck this, now we're having like a proper big argument and we're just proper venting everything out and we just need that final like marriage counsellor bit to come in and just be like, like we said, all the, but why is this an issue and why is this a problem and now this is the point where we're re-educating ourselves and trying to move forward in a progressive and active way. I have a question for the both of you, which I'm interested about. How do you, what, how did, how do you choose what information to read about this movement? Do you, for example, do you go to like trusted news sources that you know? Are you looking at particular pages on social media? Um, or are you listen, you know, are you listening to word of mouth? Like, I'm, I'm very curious. For me, it's a bit like of a. A domino effect where say if I see it on social media um, that's like a starting point for me and then I guess I go to fact check that mm. uh, sometimes on different social media sites like Twitter because you know so so many people use Twitter and stuff uh, and then also news sites I do as I do a similar thing I'd say like I'll see it on Instagram or Facebook or something like that and then it's kind of solidified more and gains more importance once other people start sharing it and you see it from other news sources so I get like different news sources on those social media sites and then if it's something quite big that I want to look into I'll look into it you know on BBC News and all the different kind of outlets no matter like what kind of political agenda you think they might have just to see how the story is kind of told on these different things a lot of us have a lot of time right now but 
if you see a story and you then have to go fact check it on five different stories, like five different sites and stuff, and then you have to do that with every single story, most people can't do that. And that's why, like, you get the same with politics as well. You know, like, my I, I remember my, my friends are like, some of my friends are like very left wing and they'll see, they'll see stuff constantly on their thing and they'll be like, but why can't these people just see, like, it's clearly there, the news is there, why can't they just see, like, this is what's happening to our country? And I'll be like, well, because their, their social media feed is completely different. You could have the same story just written in two different ways to attract two different political agendas. It could be saying exactly the same thing, but two different mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. I think you've just got to be active in thinking this, they might be trying to persuade some kind of viewpoint on this. So I'm going to try and navigate my own viewpoint by having a look at different things. But it is hard. It is. It's hard. And I, I, I completely understand what you're saying, because definitely during this, we're going through the whole election cycle, right? And yeah. it's just when it comes to the polls, I never trusted anymore because of what happened with Hillary. Yeah. So what I actually do, which I am not no way, shape or form fan of Fox News at all. But I actually check their polls to see where they're having, where they have Trump and where they have Biden, and then compare it to like um, MSNBC or you know one of those more left wing yeah. um, profiles. And it's weird because the Fox News polls were, oh gosh, don't don't slap me for this, but weirdly more accurate the last the last election. So, right. like, I'm just taking everything. Like, now, the, the last election honestly made me really think, like, okay, you need to diversify your news source. Because I stick to, like, New York Times, MSNBC, um, you know, even the Chicago Tribune. Oh, what, the fact that you thought, like, Hillary was going to win it? like Yes, landslide. everyone thought that. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then you, you're watching it go down, and it's like, oh, shit, Trump just won this state. And when you win a certain start, when you win certain states, it's just really interesting to see like uh, the different statistics and numbers that are portrayed over different. Media. Right. We handle heavy subjects very well. Yeah, huh? I thought we did. I love how we went from like drunken stories. I know. <laughs> this is what we said at the start, though. We said we can be very serious as well. This is like if we were to call each other. This is exactly what we talk about. I'm pretty sure. That's what we did, and like I, I specifically remember we were in Chicago, we were watching um, Annabelle because we have a thing yeah. now where we watch horror movies and drink Desirano. Yes, um, even virtually. Yeah, virtually. Even virtually <laughs> now. Yeah, and I specifically remember we were watching it, and like you were screaming and stuff. We were laughing our head off. We had like we were getting tipsy, and we were just having like the best time. And then mm. I remember us all just standing in the middle of your apartment, like none of us <laughs> were sitting down. We were just standing in the middle of an apartment and we were just talking about life, like the most serious stuff about <laughs> oh life. Oh, good time. That was honestly, when you guys came to visit me, first of all, that was amazing. But like that day, like just that day was really fun at my apartment. Yeah. And like just watching that, we I feel like that was a day we really bonded. Don't you think? Definitely. Because oh, yeah. we were laughing, like we were joking. We were having serious conversations. I remember standing on my floor we were like exchanging sort of jabs at each other. It was like literally everything you could imagine that friends should be happened mm-hmm. that day. And yeah. we were like, I think we were, we were obviously really, we were really close before, but I think that it was a whole different emotion that we tapped into that day. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? 
mm-hmm. to where we're now calling each other more frequently. So considering uh, how um, we talked about how 2020 is a pile of shit so far, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to ask you guys, what are your dreams and aspirations for post-COVID 2020 stuff? Ooh. I mean, we're obviously not just going to get over this stuff, but, you know. I think for me, I have... With all this time that I've had, especially being on furlough as well, um, I've really dabbled into my beauty, like, experience that I've done, like, and had. So I've done, like, training in, like, facials, eyelashes, the lot. So I've just, I mean, yeah, I've been doing it on some friends that only recently that I've been allowed, been allowed to see. And <laughs> Don't lock her up, <laughs> um, Boris. Lock her up. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, no, it's been good. I've I've just realised how much of a passion that I have for it, and that you know, in my spare time, I'll just sit and watch video after video, doing research, learning more about it. So I think after COVID or when this all eventually dies down, I can start looking into that a bit more um, and just mm. living my dream. One of my dreams, let's just say. Um, but yeah, watch this space. Beauty by Nabs, guys. Beauty oh, by Nabs. Yeah. It's a good name. Beauty by Nabs. It's a great name. What about you, Aisha? <laughs> um, you know, I, I mean, I never even thought we'd be in this position now. So it's hard. It's really hard to think of the future. But I think like if I post COVID, I would, I think... I would like a new job changed. I think I would like to do a bit more community-based stuff. Yeah. I think I would, that's sort of something that like I'm really enjoying at the moment. I would like to, I would like, you know what I would like to do all honesty? I really would like to be a part of a political campaign, but like for like a small, like grassroots organization, not like big one, like a really cool community-based campaign. I don't know what I would pay play in that role. I don't know, but I would like to do that with someone that like, yeah. But then I would also like to travel. I I, I wish I took more advantage because I feel like I this year I was gonna go to festivals. I was gonna travel. I was gonna do all this cool stuff yeah. that like I had this whole 2020 thing. I want to keep that same energy and new haircut energy. That. Huh? We all got to get a bit of post 2020 new haircut right. energy. Right, I want to keep that and just have those good vibes, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that, that uh, about rounds it up. So. Thank you for having us. That's okay. we got to talk about your quarantines of the week now. So oh, I know yeah. you guys have got some good stuff. Okay. So Naps is going first. Okay, so my choices are very <laughs> odd very very odd and I've actually forgotten what they were <laughs> um so I've got Rolling in the River by Tina Turner yeah uh I've got B.I.G. Juicy that has to be on there because I think poor Christian got really sick of me and Aisha rapping every single word but do you remember that cool feeling when we played that song and when we entered New York? Oh, in yes. our in our big oh, Jeep Wrangler as well, just like cruising in. Uh huh. Yeah, it was good yeah, stuff. We was... really like set that moment up for you. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> 
Uh, and then I've also got, just because this is kind of how I'm feeling these days and it's kind of depressing, um, sorry, but it's Mad World by Gary Jules yeah. and Michael Andrews. I feel like I've just been having that playing in the background. Um, yeah. My quarantine songs, I'm going to be a little bit more upbeat because it's been shitty weeks. Um, let's do Bobby McFern, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Mine are like throwback songs, okay? These are good, we're gonna, good songs. Huh, we're going to do Respect by Aretha Franklin because just want a little bit of respect, just a little bit, maybe, just a little bit. Okay, and then um, and then the last one is say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Boom, 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 boom. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. by James Brown because it's that sort of um, if you they were just dancing by the way, so I'm not dancing alone, but it's that sort of energy we need to be on. When I want you guys, when you guys get off the phone, I mean Zoom, whatever. Go listen to that song. I'm telling you, it will shake it. You will be shaking because it will change your vibe. We're going to add it to a playlist. It's going to be a funky new playlist. It's uh, going to be great. So like so for my tunes, I've got um, all of them are inspired by our road trip playlist. Oh. So they're well, inspired. They're on the road trip playlist. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, Old Town Road. Um, uh-huh. Mejente, I think it's called. And Magente. Magente. Whatever. <laughs> and... Uh, Cake by the Ocean is also on there. So they're all going on there as well. So all a, a different selection of stuff. Didn't we also listen to Take Me Home? Yeah. That was the, we were okay. the Jamaican Nothing version. Okay, so I'm taking off uh, Cake by the Ocean. We're putting Take Me Home Country Road. Do you remember? But we listened to the Jamaican version, not the other oh, version. Yeah. Take Me Home. That was, that was what we played a lot. We played that, that a lot. chorus came up we were just singing our lungs out oh, i know and the, the beat of the reggae hit the systems in the yeah. car like oh, yeah, yeah. Listen to that now, so. all right that's going on the head. playlist as well yeah, so put that, it on the playlist. that pretty much wraps it up <laughs> so thank you very yeah. much for being on the podcast guys i'm sure you'll be thank back you one day and uh, that's okay and remember to always have Always start the day and go into the world having some new haircut energy and you'll be good. Wear your mask. (laughs) Hashtag PPE. And stay safe, people. (laughs) Goodbye. Peace. Bye.